this week's episode of One Topic is a bit wonky, which is a word that I now realize I hate and wish I hadn't said, but it does a good job of summing up what's going on in that the show comes at you in several different pieces. The timeline is all over the map. It's not linear. So I'm going to start with this, a piece of audio that originally served as the pre-show to the attempted first recording of this week's episode. This audio hurt Autumn's feelings. Then she wanted to talk about it. I know it sounds like I'm placing all the blame on her. I'll admit I was a bit dismissive. I didn't really feel like talking about it. It delayed the recording of the show. So here's that audio. One wants to buy you rockets. Buy some rockets. You finally tired yourself out. I just let you go. I didn't record any of that. None of your singing of... Rockets. Uh, the three Gonna princes. Buy you rockets. Buy some rockets. Six princes. Six pence, none the richer. Whatever the fuck that song's called. Yeah, what is it called? Princess. Prince. It's like two princes, three princes, the prince. Prince. If you want to buy some princes, buy some princes. Two princes by the spin doctors. I knew it was the spin doctors, not three pence, not the richer, but I just got confused with three princes and I threw in three and then sure. went down on the spiral. Three doors down. And it crashed. Three doors so, down from two princes. Spin doctors. Still making a shitload of money off that song. What else? There's like there's a couple of songs. Nope, right? that's it. That's all they have. No. Yep. No. What are the other ones? That's all. No, there's more. That's it. Wait, there's more. Oh, there's, um... Nope. Uh, oh, she's a bitch. Bitch said if this happens, the bitch is, the bitch is, bitch is gonna... That's not a popular song. Nobody little Miss, knows. Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. <laughs> I found it. Get <laughs> a bottle of my daughter, it's shiny gone. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrong. I was hoping you wouldn't find it. She's gonna do heap it up Okay, remember that, because that is what serves as the basis, the foundation of this week's discussion. Now, at this point, I'm going to jump into what became the pre-show for the second recording, where I reconnected, but I hadn't brought Autumn in to the episode yet. And I took it upon myself to uh, explain the situation a bit and set the table unfairly, considering I was the only voice. And then after you hear that, we'll go straight into the rest of the episode. You follow? Good. Great. All right, let's reconnect with Autumn for take two of the show, because the first time we tried to do it, it was a disaster. Because she had her feelings hurt, because I was mean and dismissive. And is it fair for me to talk about this before I connect her? Is it a absolute show of complete power? Yeah, I guess it is. I'm the one who's in charge of the recording. I'm the one who's handling the recording. I'll say my piece and set the tone before we even bring her in to hear how I wasn't playful, didn't want to join in with the singing of the Spin Doctors music. Sorry, I just wasn't in the mood for the Spin Doctors. What can I say? I mean, who is ever in the mood for the Spin Doctors? So, say your piece. Do what you need to do to get uh, on with it. What? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it is you need to say to get on with it. To I'm get, on it. To get into the show. I'm on it. I'm ready. I was ready. I am ready now. <laughs> Ever since you become empowered and enlightened and set boundaries, you're a real fucking pain in the ass. 
<laughs> Is that true? Yeah, you're the, the early phases of it. Yeah. You're pushing for things that you didn't normally push for and expressing things that you didn't normally express. Yeah. So there's like zero wiggle room. So in instances like you singing a spin doctor song that I have zero interest in hearing. Whether it's right or wrong, that's not the commentary. The commentary isn't you're wrong for singing that. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm not in the mood. And why should my mood trump your mood? Sorry, by default, the bad mood trumps the good mood. And I try mm-hmm. not to take advantage of that or lean into that too much. So that's why I set up the show previously the way I did to just get through it. Yeah. And then you had to have a conversation about how it made you feel in the moment. I don't have time yeah. or room for people's feelings all the time. Well, that you should say that to yourself about your bad mood. There's no time for feeling like being a jerk right now because not going to be a good show if you're deciding to be a jerk now the point was to just be a jerk move through it get into the show not be a jerk and have a normal show and not discuss no, it you can't be a jerk to somebody and then expect them to just be totally cool with it wasn't even being a jerk mm. this jerky you even said that that was the point was that you were being a jerk so i don't know what you're saying now okay fine i guess they're the, the point was and now i am recording this I'm sure people, I, I already set up a, the show with a bit of a preamble myself without you, which is whatever, shitty probably. But I had to set the table before I reconnected with you. It wasn't long. It was like, four, it was like 40 seconds. Okay. And I even said, is this fair? I wield all the power. Who cares? That's pretty much the way I summed it up. Okay. And I also warned people if they didn't want to hear us talk about this again. feelings yeah <laughs> i never think about what people think you know what i mean like what we do or what we talk about <clears throat> i just feel like oh this is our show and if they don't like it they won't listen but i don't ever think about like oh what i'm saying people are gonna think this it's not that i think oh i'm saying this and they're gonna think this negative thing about me it's oh are they going to be interested enough to listen to this and oh. if we keep doing the same thing are they going to return to listen to this i think it's a fair thing to think about and i yeah, think I and i it. think maybe that's a point of disconnect between us sometimes is you're doing something and i'm thinking no one wants to hear this and sorry that i put it on you because there's surely times I've done things that people don't want to hear. I just try to be a little more mindful of it. So it's probably less than the amount that comes out for you. We're with you. And so when you're singing this song, which I'm not denying that it was subject to my current feeling of not being in the mood to listen to you sing for three minutes straight, a spin doctor song. It wasn't three minutes straight. It was pretty much three minutes straight. I had a timer going. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I did a, I knew what time it was when I connected. And then I saw what time it was when I started recording. And so anyway, I don't know. At that uh, moment. I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, overall, 
I just feel like I don't I don't I don't think that I should have to I mean, look, this is the first thing I'm thinking, and maybe it's wrong, but I don't feel like I should have to put up with you being a jerk just because you feel like being a jerk. Like, that's not that's not cool. You don't have to put up with it. You don't No, Nowhere does it say that you need to or should. And I know that I kind when you're doing a show, it's a bit different of a dynamic. It's not like we were were just being a jerk in real life. I feel like I could roll with it a little bit. But when I'm in when I'm in like, I don't know, I just felt like I was in this really fun mood. And ready to go and excited. And then, yeah, the, for your bad mood to trump the good mood. Yeah, it just was like, ugh, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, but you extrapolate that into your bad mood was meant to bring me down and destroy my good mood. And you weren't supportive of my good mood, which was not the case at yeah. all. Well, it is. That's not the kid. That's not, that wasn't the point. The point was just to move through. It was like autumn singing the song. It is annoying me. I'm going to start the recording and make a comment about how I didn't record of a, a second of you singing. And then I was going to explain why you're out of breath whatever. Who cares? This is stupid. Right. Right. It just, I just wish that, um, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. I was feeling something. Um, <laughs> That's my feeling on this show. Well, that's fine. Not directed at you, just in general. I don't feel like that. I feel like it's <clears throat> constructive and, I don't know, makes progress. Things are happening. Communication is happening. I, like I said, I, 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 I don't know how it would have changed. Like, if you had come in. You don't have to, like, support my good mood. But what it felt like was, like I said, I felt, like, shamed for being silly. You know? And, like, told, basically, that that's dumb or not good. And you're not going to let it happen. And then I guess I sort of felt abandoned. It's a lot. For me to have to carry and think about and navigate. Not abandoned, like emotional, just abandoned as a teammate, you know? Like, oh, he's not going to be there for me or with me. Let me set it and up. I, and I, hold on. And I, and I am not saying anything that I wouldn't do myself. You know, at least I would hope so. Like, you've been in many moods where I've been annoyed with your mood, but I let you have the mood. Yeah, and I was trying to let you have the mood. No, you weren't. You were saying... I'm not including this because this is stupid. You're annoying. And then, like I said, extrapolate that out to being like abandoned as a teammate. You're like, oh, well, this is not going to be fun and I'm not going to enjoy this. And it's going to be one of those episodes where anything I say, you're going to like, you know, start like shitting on it or like going crazy about it. And that's not, you know, I don't know knows what it would have happened or what I think in my mind but I'm just saying that uh, that's what I was thinking about I think all at once I think you have what really happened you have what it made you feel Mm -hmm. then you had 
implied intent. Which not intent. Just what actually like what it did. I don't think you sought out to do that, obviously. But then No, you do know yourself. It would be it would have been nice to hear like I know it's me, I'm this, I'm that. Like, oh okay. I don't know. <laughs> There's no like right you're right. There are there are like there is um what happened, how I felt about it. You know, they maybe those are sort of different things, but Well my motivations were what I should have done, what you would have done. Mm-hmm. How me not doing what you would have done is me leaving you hanging. Yeah. I think what I was trying to say a few minutes ago is like, I'll start by saying that I understand. I do understand where you're coming from. I understand how me approaching you singing that God awful spin doctor song Mm -hmm. the way I did is dismissive and could hurt your feelings. Okay. But at the same time, I don't need to join in with it. I don't need to be. No, No, I get it excited i know that we do this show and there is a level of teamwork that comes into it but it's not a direct correlation like sports where it's like whatever your moods and emotions certainly can come into play but there's a very specific set of rules that you need to follow and in sports you're expected to put that shit aside and be there in that very specific sort of way and perform as best as you can this is a totally different thing i'm not saying that if this were a radio show, for example, and for whatever reason, maybe because I don't treat the podcast in my mind less than I would a radio show. But I guess in some ways I do. I know I just contradicted what I said. I usually approach it. I just think the flexibility and the freedom is here. So I don't feel as though I need to be as contained. I get that. And I, and I don't need you to necessarily join in with my emotions, but to... And what I mean by supportive, I guess, isn't like to just do what I'm doing too. But like you could join in and be shitty about that song too. I wasn't trying to say, I wasn't trying to make a point about how great that song is. I was laughing at it and we could like shit on it together, you know, but instead it felt more directed at me instead of with me. Well, fair or not, there's this thing that I view you as doing and Mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't assign your intent, but there are things throughout the course of me knowing you that you will do and you'll keep doing because you seemingly want to get a certain reaction out of people and you want them to join in. I think ultimately it's like, Hey, this is happening. And if you're not getting the reaction, you double down and you keep doing it until you get the reaction that you want. Hopefully that somebody's going to play along and maybe for the most part people do because they're not psychotic like I am. (laughs) Well, play along could be a lot of different things. You know, like I said, it could have been like shitting on something together Instead of just making me feel like I'm an idiot or. Which again, wasn't the intent to make you feel like an idiot. I understand (laughs) how it makes you feel like an idiot. Hopefully I can pull this audio. I'm hoping that I can undo this record and go back and get the original audio so people can actually hear it. (laughs) Because otherwise I don't think any of this makes much sense. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But I, you know, I'm at a point. And this isn't your problem and it shouldn't uh, all fall on you, which I don't think it did. What I was trying to do is move mm-hmm. through it. It's like, I am just at a point lately where I'm sick of fucking people's feelings. I feel like it's all I'm dealing with. 
And I know that I'm open to dealing with people's feelings and probably more receptive to exploring people's feelings. And I'm talking about, you know, professionally for the most part. I see. Okay. And then we're recording this in the middle of the workday because my workday, because we couldn't do it yesterday. And I've been dealing with shit in the morning. And I know I could express all of this, but, you know, we have an hour to record. And it's like, there's no time to get into this. I just need to move through what I'm feeling right now. And that's going to be a snarky comment. Will hopefully set me on a different path. I dismiss Autumn's behavior and that makes me feel better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can't express it because you don't even know it until it happens. So, I mean, it's not a conscious choice to say I'll dismiss Autumn's behavior and make me feel better. But I know sometimes after knowing you for so long that, and you know, if, if it makes you feel bad and maybe I should think more about that if it does make you feel bad. But sometimes I know if I don't play along, you'll just drop it and we'll move on. And and I don't, I don't, I, it's interesting that you said that I do things so that people will react a certain way. I don't consciously think that either. And, and I don't even know if I do that. If you say I do, then, you know, I'm, I'm interested in thinking about that. But I really was just, I was doing this alone and I just thought it was funny I thought you might think it was funny because you like dumb things. Well, this and, whole thing is pretty much dumb in, in in its purest form that it's revolving around a fucking spin doctor <laughs> song. Sometimes that's what it takes. You know, you never know what's going to like trigger something. Two princes has yeah. led to this conversation of existentialism and the bonds of friendship. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Fuck you, spin <Okay>. doctors. <laughs> How dare you? You had to Because that's not the real thing. It wasn't the spin doctors. You had to torture me with that song all those years. Yeah. I know a lot of people like it. I just never was a big fan of it. You had to torture me with it all those years and now somehow you come weasel your way, you worm your way into my life so that uh, your song yeah. creates a a situation where we can't record our fucking podcast. Yeah. I mean, look, I get get like this with Christina. I'm not hopefully Mm -hmm. as dismissive, but there are times I just don't want to play. I'm not a playful guy all the time. Most of the time. Sometimes I can be. Sometimes you are so silly. And I think that's what that's why people don't understand the contrast. Yes, sometimes I am very silly. Other times I'm very serious. And it's all dependent on the imbalance of chemicals in my brain whatever I'm feeling at the time. I do think that quite often if people are acting a certain way towards me, something where they cross a boundary of mine, I think of the intent and usually I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's certainly times I get angry there are instances where I get pissed at a person and you know, I'll rail against them in my mind or to other people. Rarely to them, I'll have the conversation with them, but I'm not going to get pissed and rail against them. But for the mm-hmm. most part, I feel like, you know, I know who the person is. If it's not a common occurrence, uh, I let it go. And I think that that in general sets the tone with a lot of people where I guess maybe they do feel comfortable coming to me with things. And I know that maybe this is a bit rambling, but I'm trying to connect some kind mm-hmm. of. All right dots here because I guess there's an understanding that I lend 
So then people come to me and I have to deal with this shit all the time. And even in this instance, meaning our show, at the beginning, you wanted to have the conversation right away about it. I'm like, I don't, I'm shutting down now. I don't want to talk to you about yeah, any Yeah, I knew this. you were shutting down. I don't want to talk to you about any of this. I just want to record our episode. I just want to record to the me, episode. To me, it was like, I'm not going to just let you act this way. This is, what I, this is what I mean. Act like it's okay. Pain in the ass. Oh, I'm gone to therapy and now I'm <laughs> setting my boundaries, and which I'm very happy for. I'm glad that you've done this. That's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. Maybe sometimes, though. It's like, okay, we'll talk about this boundary later. <laughs> now is not the time to do it. And I know that moving into our show, it's hard to do because... Yeah, because then it was like, then I'm being asked to offset whatever slight I was I had gotten. But I was offsetting. I was offsetting my feelings. I was going to let go of the feelings of annoyance and move into the show and talk about whatever the hell it is we were going to talk about. Hmm. There's a difficulty in doing that with the podcast. When I said earlier, if it were a radio show, I feel like, all right, we're here. We have to do this. There's no yeah, delaying like, this. Yeah. Figure there's, out no, a, there's literally not time for that. Figure out a way to get through this shit and just put on an episode. Mm -hmm. But with this, knowing, just knowing, even if that's your intent to move on with it, knowing that there's the ability to stall it, then it makes it more difficult to, to get to that mindset. But my God, I've got... You know, again, you're not to know this. How are you supposed to know? I can I know. surely express myself better. But I feel like at work, there's this movement of all these people who are annoyed and upset with things because of the merger. And they're mm -hmm. all talking about their feelings. And I feel like I've looked out for half of these people most of my time at this company as a manager. Like I'm someone who's thinking about other people and trying to get what's best for the team and the things that they need. And this isn't reflective of me. This is a more generalized thing. But when that's not recognized and people are going to extremes to express dissatisfaction with the workplace, and it's not even that they're necessarily wrong, but again, the lack of recognition on that front, which is not why I do it. You know, it's like a person who donates to charity and tells you that they're donating to charity. It's not, why I would donate to charity. It's not why I'm looking out because I want recognition. Just, I feel as though the best way I can be helpful in a workplace is mm -hmm. uh, whatever that, what is a stupid love language shit. My. Oh, which one? <laughs> well, I think it's ridiculous in the first place, but people love these things. And uh, when I was in LA my boss was there and she was interested in knowing <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not from like a, a relationship, romantic relationship, but like that can apply to work. And I think acts of service was the thing that popped up for me. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, so I was like, all right, that makes sense in work setting. I just like to do things for people. And that's how I express that I care. Um, so yeah, trying to navigate all that shit and all the egos and all the, even if there's validity to a lot of it, there's egos and then there's entitlement and, you know, there's balances to all this. And some people are operating in extremes. And I'm just fucking tired tired of navigating other people's feelings. And then I was saying with Christina, she gets playful sometimes and we'll say something like, like something stupid pops up on TV, a product. Do you want that? Like as a, as a joke, no, I just say no to shut it down immediately. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause I, I, you know, whatever I could say, yeah, I'm not really in the mood right now. 
but I feel like I'd be saying that a lot. <laughs> so I prefer not to call it out in a way that's quantifiable. So instead, I just react and hope that uh, people accept me for who I am and know, oh, there's that nice side of him, but there's also the side that's cranky. And if it's about 50-50 of each, it's the best I can do. Then you present somebody who's so sort of aware of themselves. So it's like when you act like that, I'm sure it's like, what do you, you know, what? <laughs> I mean, if I were her and you said, no, you know, I'd feel rejected. Yeah. And I worry about that. I worry that she feels rejected and we've had conversations about it. It's just in the moment. I can't have the conversation all the time. In the moment. It doesn't have to be a conversation. It could just be like, Hey, you know, like what you said. Well, there's other feelings around it. The feeling that I shouldn't be like that in the first place, maybe feelings of shame. I think, you know, when I was talking to you originally, shut the fuck up radiator, letting out your steam so you don't explode. You know, I think at first, when you felt upset, I did feel bad. I feel bad, but I also don't feel completely wrong and I don't know how to reconcile it all. I don't know how to bring any of this together at this point. So I just shut down and I don't want to talk about it in the moment. It's just totally fair. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, well, I'm not just going to sit here while you not speak. (laughs) No, because that also feels like, like, rejection or abandonment like he's just not gonna acknowledge this at all i'm not getting anything so what the fuck am i doing here so So, here we are yeah another episode of one topic (laughs) one therapy session i don't know what this topic would be working it out spin doctors (laughs) spin doctors spinning up trouble Bitch is gone. <laughs> Why'd that song even pop in your head? I was going like, and I was coming up with different songs that that belongs in. And one of them, I think, was like a, a th- um, uh, what are those guys? The um, All the small things, that band. Blink-182? Yes, Blink-182. Um, I feel like one of the songs that was coming up while I was singing it was a Blink-182 song. And then I was like, what is that other one? It was like Spin Doctors. And then I was just doing that over and over again. And I thought, what a silly way to join Greg. I didn't expect you to also like with me, but I didn't expect to be sort of shut down, you know, (laughs) or shot down. Well, I didn't take the proper time needed in between work and the podcast probably needed to shift gears that's ultimately what happened to i was working and then jumped right into this and you know it's like listening you talk about this it's like the fucking person who gets hit by a bus because they left their apartment then realized they forgot their airpods and went back and if they didn't have that extra 15 seconds tacked on they wouldn't have been in the spot where the bus hit them wait how is that an analogy to what this is (laughs) this thing just (laughs) popped in your head today and you decided to uh, flesh it out and start singing Spin Doctors. And it carried over to the exact moment when we started our podcast. Oh, I see. And if it hadn't come you're together. You're the bus. <laughs> no, you were the bus in this analogy. No, you're the bus. And I'm the one that's like, no, you're the bus of good times and fun and games. Oh, and you're, I, and I hit you? Yeah. 
Oh, interesting. The party bus where the people are screaming. We both felt the same way. People, Just different vibes. People are screaming. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. The playful mood, a good mood. Ugh. Let's just get into this. Look, in, in general, this shit fascinates me. I was talking to another person at work. Mm-hmm. Inner po- office politics it really does in a vacuum fa- fascinate me, which I think is why I dig into it. And I think I'm okay at navigating it. And, you know, and talking about it here, it sounds like I'm exhausted. And I think there are times when I become exhausted. But that's where I am in my sure. career. Like, I'm at a point where if you're going to be a manager, I think there's a way to manage properly. And, you know, your goal ultimately is to get the best work out of your team. And I find that the best way to get work out of people is to to acknowledge that they're fucking people and give them like, sure, someone can't completely be affected all the time by things going on in their life. Like there is a point where you just need to settle in, get some of the work done. I also don't expect people to not let it affect their work. Like sure. things are happening outside of work. Big things happen in people's lives. It's fair for that shit to carry over. I've never liked the, it's not business. It's personal. You need to leave right. that shit at the door. I've never bought into any of that. And I think my management style is deeply rooted in that. Um, and maybe I need to do a better job of setting boundaries at work. I like that people feel comfortable talking to me. You know, some people don't want to talk to me and I have to go out of the way to have conversations with them because it's important to get things done that we do communicate. And that in itself is exhausting. And there are people, you know, not everyone's going to like you for whatever reason. And having to talk to those people, it's like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't really know why you don't like me. But we got to figure this out. Mm, that sounds annoying. In a vacuum, you look at it, it's like, my God, they're all just stupid animals with their own <laughs> feelings and Egos. That's what you think about yourself too, right? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone's got their own agenda. They've got the things they want to do and the places they want to be, and that's going to clash. I also see at work, like right now, if I was an opportunistic asshole, there are many ways I could just stab a bunch of people in the back and get ahead, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> I have no interest in. It, but for the first time in my life, it's very, it's presented very clearly. It's like, right, like you can see how this happens. Yeah, it's like, okay, if I want to take the next step in the ladder and get to a higher level of management, I could do this right now to this person and I could throw this person under the bus or it's like I don't have any interest in doing that because my whole thing was I never wanted to be a manager to begin with when I was younger. Uh, and as time went on and I was in a position to do it and I was good at it, I felt good about that. It gave me confidence. And I thought, hey, I could actually make something of this. And that I think that shift when I was younger didn't want to be a manager. The idea was, fuck the game. I don't want to play the game at all. And now it is, all right, the game exists as the game exists. I do want to play the game, and I want to beat all these people at their own game. I'll play it by the rules, but I also play it the way I want to play it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stab people in the back or anything like that, and we'll see what happens. And that that's, in itself... That's a great way to gain a lot of trust. I mean, all those people... I mean, you could maybe make it further more quickly... By stabbing people in the back, but keeping your keeping that trust within people, you know, you don't know where they're going to work next or who they're going to become or whatever. And so who knows? They could be someone very important at some point. And remember the excuse me, the faith that they put in you and 
the trust that they had and it could make a huge difference for them or for you. It could, but that's also not the reason I'm doing it thinking, oh, maybe no, one I day. Know. You know, just in general, I have the type of person I, I want to be and that's the kind of person I want to be. There's some people who just want to blow up the game and change it. Oh, good luck. I feel like that's what's happening now. There's a lot of people who's like, we're going to blow this whole thing up. Oh. It's like, well, I mean, if you can, more power to you. Yeah. And if you're going to do something like that, doing it in numbers is certainly the way to do it. Nobody's doing it alone. But if enough people band together, and then I know that all this is vague and I don't want to talk about the, the specific details of it, but it's like, great, if you can change it, fine. I, you know, I don't deny that there are issues and I support the change if, if it can happen. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm more helpful saying the game exists as it exists right now. So I'll continue to play that. But it is tiring. It's fucking. Yeah. I mean, the, the boundaries thing I think might be good to look at, but also you need to make sure that you're getting sort of filled back up (laughs) so that you're not, like drained you know you're not emotionally or just not not necessarily emotionally drained but you've given all of yourself to people all day and then you've got to sort of make sure that that gets filled back up in some way there is yes a need to look out for yourself meaning myself in this instance Mm -hmm. i tend to dismiss my feelings still like yeah i can deal with it it's fine. Right, but I have a high <laughs> tolerance for this. And then Maybe, yeah. yeah, well, I think my recharging is still I need to be left alone and Right. There's a difference between avoiding and being left alone or making the choice to be left alone and utilizing that time properly to get back to a point. And I still confuse just avoiding things because it's still hard for me to ask for things I need because when you want to ask people to leave you alone, it doesn't feel nice. And that kind of ties into, I think, this whole thing at yeah, the beginning. I, do too. I wanted you to not be doing that. <laughs> it's like, please, <laughs> just don't do this right now. I can't, I can't meet you on that level of yeah, trash spin doctors, two shithead princes. I can't meet you on that level. Right. And maybe I feel bad a little bit that I can't meet you on that level. And maybe I don't want to express it to you that I don't and can't meet you don't want to and can't meet you on that level so instead i'm going to make my little dismissive comment let's move into the show that's going to be about god knows what (laughs) yeah i mean and and i don't think that it's something that you needed to know on the spot right it could it could it needed to be a little fight yeah but you got the looming deadline of your kids have to pick them up from school gotta get gotta get the podcast out it's already late Normally we record on Sundays just, and then release it on Monday morning. And now it's being recorded on a Monday afternoon. Then the obligation and the pressure becomes a bit more. Yeah. To me, though, it doesn't matter. To me, it's it's our relationship that's more important than anything else. Well, that's nice of you. But I think when we're recording the podcast, the podcast becomes more important. <laughs> At least that's the way I was approaching it. Yeah. Like, I just need to get this done. I'll deal with you later. Maybe that was another way to avoid by saying like, no, the podcast. No, we have. No, we have to. You know, we have to. And now this is what we have. This well, episode. I'm glad. <clears throat> I'd rather, you know, talk about this than 
I don't know, shoes, shoelaces, packages, idiot. It's packages, packages. Yeah. It's a time of the year when everyone's ordering packages. Hmm. I'm sure we all have package stories we could have shared. (laughs) I got packages coming today. I got three of them. I had a package that I paid overnight shipping for guaranteed else you get your money back. Didn't show up. Wow. Didn't show up. Didn't show up. Came late. I went to a wedding in Connecticut and then they delivered it that day and left it outside because nobody was home. And so I (laughs) I drove round trip two and a half hours. I was like, I'm at this wedding. You came back for it? Yeah, because I was texting people, my neighbors, and nobody was answering. And then they did and they weren't around. And I was like, fuck, that package is just sitting outside in the rain. So I left the reception. And I oh said, my God. I said, I got to drive back to the city. Get this package. And then, I'm gonna, then I'll be back. And took two and a half hours round trip. Wow. what That was during the reception? Yeah. And I, I missed part of the reception. But I, you know, I get obsessed with things. And it was in my mind. And I was in a bad mood. And I wasn't talking. And then as soon as I got the package and I went back, I was very talkative. And everyone noticed. I'm like, oh, your mood shifted. What happened? Got your package. I got the package and I could stop worrying about the package that the postal service said would be there the day before the wedding, which is why I paid the extra money. Right. And then didn't show up. And I got to get that money back. Got to hold. That feels unhealthy. To an extent, sure it is. Not being able to let go, but yeah. also having it sit outside in the city where somebody's clear they're going to steal it. Like they put it behind a planner that's outside yeah. that maybe most people wouldn't see. But I didn't want to, I couldn't just sit there until the next day. How important was this package? It was a gift. It was important. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, just like with the podcast, it's like, well, whatever. (laughs) It's like, this is more important. This is less important. It's important to get people gifts. No, of course. But if it didn't, if it got stolen or something, I feel like you could have gone to wherever it was, wherever it was uh, purchased or wherever and say, hey, this was stolen. You know, is there insurance or, you know, whatever. Right, but then they have to resend it. Then the gift's not there on Christmas. And most whatever. people's most people's love language is gift giving because. Yeah, and then you tell them, hey, your gift was stolen. They're I'm materialistic. Sending you okay. They're materialistic. I Do you know what I mean? Gifts. Do you see what I mean? If I, don't, like, if I don't. I'm coming up with solutions. If I don't give <laughs> gifts, I clearly don't love someone. Yeah. Well, everybody knows that. To me, the worst. I can't believe I'm talking about this fucking love language thing. I resisted it for so long. And I, I think part of it is a crock, but I'm sure that there's some truth to it. I think there's truth rooted in it. But I, when yeah. people talk about it, they're like, oh, this is me. This is what I my right. love language. Like, shut up. But when I took the fucking quiz, finally, it did match. I was like, OK, yeah, I, this this applies to more than just relationships. This applies yeah. to the way I work. It's like acts of service. Yes. What can I how can I show you that I care? Let me do things. I think mm-hmm. that's the one problem. Is sometimes people just want to talk and they don't want you to do anything. Right. And I, if someone's talking to me about a problem, it's like, all right, I'm going to, let me, let me fix this. Let me help you <laughs> because yeah. that's me expressing that I care. And they say, shut the fuck up. I just want you to listen. I'm going to deal with it on my own. No, no, no. You can't deal with it on your own. You don't have the capability to deal with it on your own. <laughs> I know best. I'm smarter in this world, in this realm than you. So I'll fix it for you now. And then they say, shut up. I heard um, someone talk about holding space, which I'd heard about before when it came to like death and birth. 
Um, but they were talking about it in the context of someone who's complaining to you or, you know, who's venting to you. And they were saying the way that they hold space is by not offering solutions unless, unless asked and otherwise just focus on how they must be feeling because of this thing they're telling you. Which is fair. It's a very fair thing. Probably the smart thing to do. It's just an assumption that people want you to fix their problems. And some people do, I guess, but you shouldn't just assume everyone does when they talk to you about something. Because I'd actually hate that. If yeah. I, was, I talk to people about things and then I make sure to say, I was like, I hope you know you don't have to do anything with this. This is just me talking to you. And the person's like, uh, I wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, that's usually the <laughs> response. I'm not you, sicko. Yeah. I just, uh, okay. I, I was just listening. But, you know, you don't want to dump your shit on people and then they get stuck holding it and they feel something. So I make sure that that's not the dynamic. Whoa, what the fuck? Fucking yeah. feelings. Jesus fucking Christ. I preferred it yeah. in my life when I didn't talk or think about them. That's Even, how I felt after I started going to therapy. I was like, this is too hard. All of these feelings, it's too much. I'm a fucking. I want to go back to like, pr like sort of, not paying attention to anything. I'm a pussy, Autumn, because I have divin into the pool. <laughs> I know it's divin. I know it's dived. <laughs> Dovin. <laughs> I dived into the pool, right? And then dove. If yeah, I dove in. I mean, what is the difference? When do you use dived and when did you use dove? Dove is past tense. And dived might be, I've dived, it might be present perfect. Yeah, I think like, I have it is. dived. Yeah. You know, I, I dived into this pool. What am I supposed to do? Here I am. Yeah. I, once I was in, I was like, I better learn to swim. But I think that's why I resisted for so long. Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with that. It's just easier. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't working. Whatever. It wasn't working. I know. It doesn't work in the long run. It manifests in some way. But I am grateful that um, we were able to come back and talk about this. And I, I, I walked away being like, fuck that. Like, I'm right. You know, <laughs> I felt justified. But I also came back open to, you know, like hearing how you experienced it, you know. So I hope that that was that came through. It was a lot more complex. It was like you taking the red pill. Is that what that is? I never know. I should watch that movie again. Yeah, the red pill is the one that opens up everything. You, But isn't it like an allegory for being lesbian or something or being I, transsexual? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not speaking to that. <laughs> it was very clear in the Matrix. It was just presented. Yeah. You can take the blue pill. You can stay as things are. Right. And the red pill is the willingness to learn about unsettling or life-changing truths. Yeah. So whatever that has branched out into, I can't speak to in the movie. It didn't seem uh, like a metaphor. It didn't seem symbolic yeah. other than it was just presented matter of factly. I agree. I've just seen that that's a thing. So I don't even know. And then I saw the director and I was like, Oh, maybe that's true. So you weren't wrong. Like initially in this whole thing, yes, you were right. I was dismissive and I hurt your feelings, but it was so much more than that. Yeah. And without, if I, you know, if I had known where you were coming from, I would have been more um, sensitive to your mood and allowed you to be 
grouchy. Yeah, and not have sung that fucking song. Spin you know, doctors. I would have still been in a good mood, stayed in a good mood. But fucking. if you wanted to be grouchy, I would have given you the room for that. But instead, yeah, it just felt like something else. So. Fucking two princes. Jesus Christ, I have to hear this. This is the last thing I want to hear today. All right, I better go because my kids are getting out of school right now. Oh, yeah, the kids are getting out of school, so you better go. All right, I guess I'll leave you with this. I can't hear anything. Oh, there I go. Oh, my God, this asshole dancing around on stage. Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Should I close? Should I do it? Yeah, close. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you for, you know, supporting us. Thank you for everything. Oh shit! I got happy a package. Holidays. I got. I got to run downstairs. Okay. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. <laughs>